Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is Alice Bag, and you're listening to Pantheon Podcasts. History in five songs. With host Martin Popoff. A production of Pantheon Podcasts. Let's rock out with Martin. Hello once again. Welcome back to another episode of History in Five Songs with Martin Popoff, brought to you by the good people at Pantheon Podcast. We are pleased, as always, to be part of this vast and always expanding Pantheon Podcast Network, uh, available on Spotify, iTunes, Megaphone, 40 other podcast platforms, essentially, anywhere uh, anywhere you can Google, uh, anywhere you get your podcasts. All right. Um, I also want to mention that uh, Rockin' Pod's coming up in Nashville uh, in March. Um, yeah, should we be, should we be mentioning time things in these, I don't know, anyways, it's coming up, it's on my mind, I'm thinking of going down. Um, but, uh, yeah, so this episode is, uh, this is episode 190, uh, this is a bit of a mouthful of a title, but I've tried to keep it compact, we're calling this Bad Song Title Bands. Um, so essentially, I looked at some bands that I've always thought over the years have had bad song titles as a bit of a trend, as a bit of a rule. Um, and this isn't something you can Google and check up on lists. There's plenty of lists out there of, uh, you know, just just lists of bad album titles or bad song titles kind of thing. But I, but I, there's some bands where I've noticed a bit of a trend and they, and they all had kind of an interesting thing about them that I wanted to mention. Um, now this came up, uh, somebody on the Facebook page, forgive me, it's, uh, it goes back a while. I'm not sure who mentioned this, but somebody had, um, had mentioned, and this sort of, uh, sparked the idea of doing a little bit of research on this episode. Somebody had mentioned that they thought the song titles on Black Sabbath, Technical Ecstasy weren't very good. Um, and then others weighed in, you know, that they were kind of lazy or whatever. So lazy, bad, whatever. And I took a look and I thought, yeah, I, I kind of see the point. Um, so this this takes me back to my memories of when, you know, you would go out and you'd be, uh, we'd call it risk. You're going to take a risk on that album. Let's go out and risk on an album kind of thing, right? Uh, you, so you'd go down to the record store and you'd, you'd look at the front cover and see how many long hairs there were and make sure there weren't any dumb instruments and stuff. And what, the, what does the band look like? You know, how, how heavy does this look in general? But one of the things that was always very important as well was what did the list of song titles look like, right? How violent were they? Um, so essentially... 
Um, you know, I, I, I heard this about technical ecstasy, something I'd never really thought of again. And, and I went and looked at it and I thought, okay, so if, if I was a kid and didn't know anything about Black Sabbath, other than that, uh, that really awesome band name, um, the album cover doesn't look particularly heavy metal. It looks like a prog album, right? Um, and then for the song titles, you've got Backstreet Kids. Okay, that's, that's about a uh, 7 out of 10 on that one. You Won't Change Me, we're down to 0 out of 10. Uh, it's All Right, 0 out of 10. Gypsy, that's about a 6 out of 10. Uh, all Moving Parts Stand Still, eh, probably coming in about a 5 out of 10. Rock and Roll Doctor, sounds like a Southern Rock song. She's Gone, 0 out of 10. Dirty Women, sounds like a Southern Rock song. So um, if I had looked at this, uh, you know, I would have thought, yeah, I'm, I'm not so sure. And, and maybe if there was a keyboard credit or something as well on the back, I'm not sure what's on the back. But um, anyways, the, the point is, is that, um, uh, you know, kind of a kind of a deeper point here is is that whole idea that until heavy metal became a codified thing with a package, you know, the front cover of, of Iron Maiden, Iron Maiden, Judas Priest, British Steel, the new wave of British heavy metal, um, you know, and until you get to that point, um, there aren't a lot of signals uh, wafting off of these records that they're actually heavy metal records, even if they are pretty heavy. Um, now that's now that's uh, an interesting thing. That's a theory I didn't check on for this episode. It's like I did not go and check song titles as a general rule across new wave of British heavy metal albums. And you know something else I didn't check that I thought kind of lines up here as well. Um, I was wondering if this lines up with bands with bad album covers. And for that, I always think of, uh, you know, the ones that always came to mind for me were the likes of uh, Def Leppard, Foreigner, Van Halen, ACDC. There's others, of course, as well. Um, but I didn't go check uh, there as well. Although, spoiler alert, Van Halen's going to be one band we're talking about in this. But uh, as a general rule, I did not go and check those two things. But I would imagine, and I can I can think now, you know, off the top of my head, a bunch of new wave British heavy metal titles are going through my mind. But, I, you know, I, I, I definitely, you know, can imagine that uh, that codifying of heavy metal as a thing that comes from the album covers the look the heaviness of the songs obviously the lack of ballads or if there are ballads they're kind of dirgy or whatever um i th- i think it i think there are more monster songs frankly right uh there's more there's more violent slasher songs or whatever and things basically sound sound heavier but um so there you go let's get into our first selection here and discuss uh kind of a weird thing that's been happening with this band for me lately take a listen to this this is status quo with Little Lady. Hey, I think the uh, I think the British folks out there want me to call this status quo. Um, but uh, anyways, that's how I've always remembered this band. I've been a fan since uh, probably about 1974, 73, maybe even um, possibly even got Pile Driver as a new release. I know that was my first one. But so here's the thing: I've been driving around, walking around, trying to get exercise, and again listening to um, uh, Status Quo, and I've got a bunch of these on my iPod Classic. Um, 
But generally going through the golden period stuff, the Frantic Four stuff, and um, I I just feel like there's a there's a few magic moments here that are some of my favorite magic moments in all of rock and roll history. When they come out of that guitar solo in the song I just played here, Little Lady, in fact, that's the clip I picked, um, I think that's just one of the heaviest things ever, even though it's just boogie, boogie rock from the 70s. It's so rowdy. Again, the same way I talk about Ram Jam Gone Wild, which interestingly also has a bit of a boogie thing to it. Uh, but but on this song, when they come out of that solo, it just sounds like like the hardest, heaviest, most headbanging, beer-swilling thing I've ever heard. And then they do kind of the same thing as well in uh, in Backwater. Um and so, so yeah, the funny thing that happens when I start playing Status Quo on my iPod Classic is I start jumping around to all of those, just just looking for that mainline adrenaline, the heaviest, coolest things I can think of from from Status Quo. Now, the funny thing is, um, this definitely is a band with terrible song titles. Um, but but I'm gonna start with this. So so the band's heaviest songs, like let's just let's just go to this golden period kind of thing. The band's heaviest songs that they've ever made are called the following uh little lady okay so I'm, I'm actually not picking anything from hello i used to think hello and on the level were pretty close but hello is way behind for me on than on the level but um okay so we've got little lady down down um over to pile driver the three heaviest songs are called oh baby big fat mama and paper plane um, so you literally can't get anything lighter than a paper plane. Um, Oh Baby is pretty darn light sounding. Over to the band's heaviest album, Quo, an absolute masterpiece. Check it out. Um, but the album kicks off with Backwater, which sounds like a Doobie Brothers song, uh, which goes in a really cool way into Just Take Me, which is also a heavy status quo song, uh, also with a light song title. Uh, later on, you've got the likes of Drifting Away and Slow Train. Um, and those are actually all the heaviest uh, songs across these uh, these albums. Uh, and just, just to back up to the Hello albums, you've got Roll Over, Lay Down, Claudie, Reason for Living, Blue-Eyed Lady, Caroline, Softer Ride, And It's Better Now, 4,500 Times, and Joanne. Um, I just wanted to mention uh, just a couple other status quo albums here as well. We've got the Never Too Late album. You've got Never Too Late, Something About You, Baby, I Like, Take Me Away, Falling In, Falling Out, Carol. I mean, I, I literally can't think of a lighter bunch of song titles than that. Long Ago, Mountain Lady, Don't Stop Me Now, Enough Is Enough, Riverside. Um but another golden period one, Frantic Four period one that I really like is the confusingly called uh, Status Quo album. So they've got they've got a quo and a status quo. Talk about not great album titles. Um, what's their heaviest song on here? Probably the the band's heaviest song of all time. You should check it out. It's an absolute classic. It's called "Is There a Better Way." Nice, eh? Uh, and other heavy ones on here are "Rain" and "Mystery Song." Uh, pretty crazy, eh? So, so yeah, this is a band. So, so definitely. Now, you know, the debate can come. Put these down. The debate can come. Uh, you know, this is a whole. This is a whole thing. It's like, well, what? Why? Why are you even talking about bad song titles? Does it even matter? Um, so, how, how would it matter? So sometimes, um, and I'm, I've, I've got an artist here. I'm going to talk about that's obviously a huge hit artist and has a stupid way of naming songs, but it certainly didn't ha hurt them. Um, but. 
So, so it might matter for you not remembering the names of these songs and them just not being very memorable at all and, and using boring words. That's another thing that we're going to have here. These are just boring. They're not flashy words, right? Um, but yeah, in, in total, it, it just might, and, and it might uh, send the wrong message or not, or not get over the right message. I mean, if you think of, if, if Status Quo, for example, named their heaviest songs Stormbringer uh, or Burn, um, you know, they might actually uh, they might actually have attracted more attention and become, you know, more cult classics. Or I mean, they are really in, in England, but they might have been even bigger hits than they were sort of thing. Um, so that's my that's my status quo uh, rant. Let's move over to our next selection. This is Angel with Can You Feel It? Okay, so the funny thing about this one, uh, why uh, it, uh, it it struck me to include them in this, is I obviously did uh, I did an Angel book. I did a book on Angel called uh, The Fortune on the Rocks with Angel. It's still available. I've got it at martinpopoff.com. You can get it from Weimar uh, in the UK as well. Um, but as I was doing that book, I did literally come up with this sort of thought process um, that Here's a band that literally might have been hurt by the boringness of their song titles. Uh, so, so even more so than a than a status quo. I think here's a band. So obviously they they dressed in white and did all that kind of stuff, right? Um, but they were a pretty heavy band, especially for the '70s. And just to give you an example, so their debut album has "Tower." That's a great sounding song. Sounds heavy. It's a really cool, um, you know, epic classic. But then it goes into "Long Time Rock and Rollers." Broken Dreams, Mariner, get this one, Sunday Morning, On and On, and Angel, parentheses, theme. So, you know, terribly, terribly uh, kind, of, kind of like limp and quiet and relaxed uh, song titles. And if you had picked this album up in the store, you just get a logo on the front. The band name is Angel. You flip it over. It's just got the names of the guys. It is on Casablanca. So if you're a kid and you're attuned, you think, oh, there might be something cool about this. Um, not much to the producers, but as a kid, you wouldn't have known that. But, you you know, seriously, I if, if I would have looked at those song titles, other than, you know, having this cool logo and knowing a bit about them at the time, if I would have looked at those song titles, I, I would have put this right back in the racks and, and not taken a risk on this one. So you get to their second album, which is called Hell of a Band. Um, and, you know, they're looking like a bunch of long hairs on it, but they are all in white and stuff. But so the song titles on this are Feeling Right, The Fortune, Any Way You Want It, Dr. Ice, Mirrors, Feelings. You know, Feelings and Feeling Right are really pretty heavy. So is Mirrors. Pressure Point. Okay, that, so that's a good song title, and it's pretty heavy. Then you've got Chicken Soup, and then you've got Angel Theme again. Um, so, yeah, really dull. Um what else we got? I've got the live album here. Oh yeah, so once you get into the uh, to the Felix years with their last two albums, where they actually are not very light albums, so they only had the five albums, right? Um, by the way, can you feel it? The one I I played there is from uh, On Earth as It Is in Heaven, 
which is the third album. It's kind of a transitional album between uh, kind of, kind of the early years and the last last two. That by the way, they're they're obviously reformed. They've already done a really cool uh, new studio album. They got another one coming. But anyway, so can you feel it? Is from on earth as it is in heaven. 1977, produced by Eddie Kramer. It got really kind of a rough, strange uh, recording. But yeah, so so it's a heavy song with a song title called Can You Feel It? Um, but yeah, you look at the live album, you've got Don't Leave Me Lonely, I Ain't Gonna Eat My Heart Out Anymore, which is the cover, of course, over and over, Any Way You Want It, uh, Wild and Hot, okay, so that's kind of heavy, uh, White Lightning, kind of heavy, Hold Me, Squeeze Me, Got Love If You Want It, Feeling Right, 20th Century Foxes. So yeah, just really, really lame song titles. All right, uh, this episode of History in Five Songs with Martin Popoff sponsored by BetterHelp. Without a healthy mind, being truly happy and at peace is hard. The good news is therapy works. But what is therapy exactly? It's whatever you want it to be. Maybe you're not feeling motivated right now and would like some tools to help, or maybe you're feeling insecure in relationships or at work, not dealing well with stress. Whatever you need, it's time to stop being ashamed of normal human struggles and start feeling better because you deserve to be happy. And now you don't have to worry about finding an in-person therapist near you to help. BetterHelp is customized online therapy that offers video, phone, and even live chat sessions with your therapist so you don't have to see anyone on camera if you don't want to. It's much more affordable than in-person therapy, and you can start communicating with your therapist in under 48 hours. Join the millions of people who are seeing what online therapy is really about. It's always a good time to invest in yourself because you are your greatest asset. And special offer to History in Five Songs with Martin Popoff listeners. You can get 10% off your first month of professional therapy at betterhelp.com slash five songs. That's better H-E-L-P dot com slash five songs. Thanks again to BetterHelp for sponsoring this. Hello, Pantheon Podcast listeners. Christian Swain here to tell you more about my experience with Raycon earbuds. Our family now has three pairs of Raycon earbuds around the house. And my wife just grabbed a pair of the headphone pros to replace some headphones from a company that was double the price. And yes, she loves them. Now, if you haven't pulled the trigger on a pair of Raycons, or even if you have, but you're in the market for another pair because they're just that good, well, now is the time to check them out because they just launched their upgraded model of the best-selling everyday earbuds. With Raycon's upgraded everyday earbuds, now you also get active noise cancellation, ergonomic design, and multi-point connectivity that lets you pair with two devices at once, new quick charge function, three customizable sound styles, plus awareness mode, available in a variety of vibrant new colors to complement any and all skin tones. I even have a pair of earbuds in a cool green color. I have tried just about every earbud known to humankind, and these Raycons are fantastic. Seriously, if you've been wanting to check out Raycons, there truly is no better time. You're going to ask yourself why you didn't check them out sooner, and Raycon offers a 30-day happiness guarantee. So what are you waiting for? Go to buyraycon.com pantheon today to get 20% off your Raycon order, plus free shipping. That's right. You'll get 20% off and free shipping at buyraycon.com pantheon. Buyraycon.com pantheon. episode all right let's move on to our third selection take a listen to this this is van halen with sinner's swing
Okay, so the reason I included Van Halen here, they've kind of annoyed me with their song titles in a number of ways. Uh, basically, they're they're like they don't have the worst song titles in the world, but they but they tend to um, you know break every sort of annoying rule. Uh, and it's kind of the amusing thing about this one is that I've got a couple of Van Halen books, right? I've got the Unchained book, which is a big, sort of big, thick, sort of trivia book, uh, different chapters, long story, uh, and then the visual biography. Um, But, um, so what I do is when when I get a new book, I kind of go through the song titles of bands and think, oh, I got to come up with something clever here uh, to to sign, right? Uh, Van Halen was really hard. There really wasn't much that I could find. And to me, that's the clue that you've got kind of uh, kind of bad song titles. Um, and I've often said, you know, it was kind of easy for bands like UFO and uh, Blue Oyster Cult especially. They've got probably the best song titles in the business. Uh, maybe that's another episode, bands with the best song titles. I don't know. Um, but, um, but yeah, that was a funny thing about Van Halen. There's a couple other bands like that as well. Um, Alice Cooper's kind of was hard to find anything really witty to say uh, when I'm signing a book. But okay, so, so here's some of the problems with Van Halen. So... Um, this song is called Sinner's Swing. Um, and, uh, of course, you know, if you just hear that, you don't know what it is. It's, it's like, is it Sinner's Swinging? Sinner's Swing. Is it a command? No, it's an apostrophe S. So I guess it's the swing of a singular sinner. Um, you know, and they've got, on the first album, they've got a lot of, uh, you know, dropping the G and putting an apostrophe. So you've got running with the devil, ain't talking bout love. So talking and bout. Uh, both get that. Uh, Jamie's crying, so that's kind of annoying. Um, the super heavy one on the first album, or one of the super heavy ones, is called "I'm the One." So there's there's your just straight boring. So three boring words put together. Um, then we get into you know Van Halen two. You're you're starting to get into the punctuation thing that they do that can be a little annoying. So you've got bottoms up with an exclamation mark. Um, you've got women in love with an ellipses afterwards. So. Yeah, you know, guys, you couldn't just call it women in love. You know, you, you listen to the chorus and it's just women in love. You know, it's so it, says, it, it doesn't need any punctuation. Certainly in ellipses afterwards, it's like, what what are you guys talking about? Um, and then they do it again with and the cradle will rock dot dot dot. They do it again. Um, so and that one doesn't make any any sense either. You know, that one needed no punctuation whatsoever. Uh, on that same album, you've got everybody wants some two exclamation marks. Never do two exclamation marks. It's either one or three. Um, and uh, preferably none in a song title. Um, mean Street. There's a song where uh, there, there's maybe a whole episode there. Songs that people get the get the title wrong all the time. Spirit of the Radio, right? The Spirit of Radio. Spirit of the Radio is the wrong way to say it. Um, but Mean Street, you know, often people think Mean Streets on that one. Um, so they've got a So This Is Love with an ex, uh, I mean, sorry, with a question mark. That's that's not a question. Uh, could this be magic? They've got with a question mark, so that's good. Uh, sucker in a three-piece, where you've just got the number three and no dash between piece, but, you know, that would have been better with a spelt out three and with a dash. AFU uh, in, in uh, parentheses, naturally wired. Don't like those parentheses songs. I'm working on a Blue Oyster Cult book right now, and uh, I swear I would say... Two percent of the entire time of writing this book is slowing down and, and writing "Don't Fear the Reaper" properly. Um, why can't this be love? No question mark. Um, don't tell me in brackets or in brackets parentheses what love can do. Um, that's the other thing. I uh, these parentheses songs annoy me when it's like 
I guess what they're doing is giving you a little more of the title just to remind you that this is how the chorus goes. It's like, well, why don't why don't you just drop the parentheses and just call the whole thing the title? It's it's a lot less messy, right? Um, we've got without you, which is is the again super boring, but that's the single from three. We've got honey baby sweetie doll uh, on the last album that they ever did with the words all run together. Um, they've got a bunch of instrumentals, Torah Torah. I guess that's technically not instrumental, is it? Um, uh, little get so here here's an here's an instrumental they've got called Little Guitars parentheses intro, um, which is the intro to Little Guitars. They've got one called Cathedral. Okay, that's a good title. Okay, then they've got an instrumental. Uh, sorry, wait, is this an instrumental? Anyways, fifty one fifty. Um, so fifty one fifty, they for some reason put in um, in double quote marks. Uh, no idea why. So anytime you're writing that song the proper way, you've got to put two sets of double quote marks on either side. And then people think you're making a typo, right? Um, they've got an instrumental called 316, Strung Out, Doing Time, Balichetherium, New World, so New World, just the word run together, and primary. So ah, some of those are some of those are okay. Some are some are not okay. But yeah. So so every little every little kind of rule that you can think of is is kind of broken there. All right. Let's move on to our next selection. Take a listen to this. This is Meatloaf with two out of three ain't bad. And all I can do is keep Okay, so the funny thing about Meatloaf, um, this is a band. So Jim Jim Steinman is writing these lyrics. By the way, I saw an interesting YouTube video or doc or something on Jim Jim Steinman Steinman when he died in his house, this weird, strange, gaudy house that he lived in. I think by himself, sort of thing. It was really strange. Uh, anyways. Um, so the funny thing about Meatloaf that always drove me up the wall, and this and this became sort of their uh, their shtick. You know, he he had various shticks, right? Uh, you know, being overweight and sweaty with the long hair, and then what he wore. You know, with the shirt with the frills, and then shaking. You know, his hand shaking. He's singing, and of course the whole music and Bad Out of Hell that has its own shtick as well. But um, so their big thing with bad song titling. And again, this is a this is me just just complaining. Um, it's not like it hurt them at all. He did pretty he he did pretty good uh, until he decided not to take the vax, uh, and then he uh, you know died. Um, but um, did pretty good with album sales. And um, so their shtick is stringing a whole lot of really boring words together to make a song title. So you've got you took the words right out of my mouth in parentheses hot summer night. All revved up with no place to go. Two out of three ain't bad. Paradise by the dashboard light. Four crying out loud. Uh, over to Bad Out of Hell 2. You've got I'd do anything for love. Parentheses, but I won't do that. Life is a lemon and I want my money back. Rock and roll dreams come through. It just won't quit. Out of the frying pan. Parentheses. And into the fire. Objects in the rearview mirror may appear closer than they are. Wasted youth. Okay, there's showing some discipline. Everything louder than everything else. Wow, I had no idea they had that. That's a motorhead thing, right? Good girls go to heaven. Parentheses again. Bad girls go everywhere. 
uh, Back Into Hell, Lost Boys, and Golden Girls. So all of those pretty much are really long. Uh, you get over to Bad Out of Hell 3, you've got It's All Coming Back to Me Now. You've got In the Land of the Pig, The Butcher is King. If God Could Talk, If It Ain't Broke, Break It. What About Love? Uh, the Future Ain't What It Used to Be. Oh, then we've got, he's literally got an album called Couldn't Have Said It Better. So there's a whole bunch of boring words all put together. And it's, uh, oh, he, he actually, um, he uh, tightens up on the song titles. Uh, You're Right, I Was Wrong is a longer one on that. Uh, what else do we got here? We've got uh, Hell in a Handbasket. So that's a pretty long title. That's kind of catchy, right? Uh, but yeah, these these are pretty, pretty short um yeah not too bad there um and the funny thing i i did a, a quick check on this and i couldn't really come up with anything that i could put in my notes and not have to print out a lot of pages basically that's something i do with these episodes right um but um it's it's i've noticed that this thing that meatloaf kind of started was something that was carried over into like uh poppy hip-hop and girl groups and dance dance pop uh, into the 90s and 2000s where they would also do this with these songs and have a lot of boring words strung together and I remember noticing once there was a strange trend where these people would even name their tours with a bunch of small boring words all put together uh, very annoying right and and it's just you, you wonder why they do it um you know, I, I suppose I suppose the idea is is those fans of those bands are going to see that and I would I would think ideally in most cases they are they are like the chorus hook of their song, so they're gonna start singing their song in their head. I suppose that's the main reason you, you wanna ever have something fairly self explanatory. But uh yeah, it looked really weird having these tools called dot 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 and ain't I all that question mark exclamation mark parentheses yes i am world tour 1997 right um all right let's move on uh let's play our last selection here take a listen to this this is budgie with new disintegrating parachutist woman Okay, so Budgie is one in our world, in our uh, old man classic rock world, um, that is definitely a band that I think was um, hindered by having these uh, ridiculous song titles. Um, you know, Burke Shelley was an, was a complicated guy when it came to this whole heavy metal thing. Um, you know how even the even calling the band Budgie was considered a little bit of joke. So he's so he's making these little in jokes. At, at you know finding himself this this pretty hard rocking band from Cardiff this Welsh band first album 1971 uh, and and he generally had disdain for heavy metal and being called heavy metal so the band is called Budgie and then he's got these absurdist song titles where you just think it's Burke just trying to be difficult for difficult's sake uh, kind of thing so on the first album you've got um, the song we just played, which is an 8 minute and 30 second song that closes side one. So that's on Budgie Budgie. You've also got Rape of the Locks, Homicidal, Homicidal Suicidal. So that's the kind of song as a kid. You turn this over and go, ah, yeah, this could be a heavy album. Even though you're looking at it and it's the three guys, you know, uh, running around with a horse in a field. 
Uh, it doesn't look particularly heavy, and of course the name Budgie doesn't sound particularly heavy, but nothing really does sound particularly heavy on this. You've got UNI, All Night Petrol, so you've got boring titles as well. They're doing that one. Although, granted, the first song is called Guts, so that's really cool, right? Um, now move on to the second album, Squawk, which, by the way, has some early Roger Dean artwork on it. Really cool. It's got that iconic uh, fighter, fighter jet with a, a bird skull on it. But this has uh, Just Rolling Home again in parentheses, I'm Going Back, and the notorious Hot as a Docker's Armpit, um, Drugstore Woman, Young is a World. Uh, you know, you get to never turn your back on a friend. So that sounds like uh, the name of a Madonna tour, right? Um, so so that album, so it's got a terrible album title, horrible album title. Um, but then that's got In the Grip of a Tire Fitter's Hand. And it's also got bread fan on it, right? So, so these absurd assorted. So he takes the word bread, sticks it to the word fan, makes an absolute heavy metal classic that Metallica covered. But the dang thing's called bread fan, right? Um, get to in for the kill, and you've got wondering what everyone knows. Most of these are pretty cool. Cool. Um, you've got in for the kill. Uh, Crash course in brain surgery is an awesome title. Zoom club is okay. Um, wondering what everyone. Everyone knows Hammer and Tongs is amazing. Uh, running from my soul is crap. Living on your own is crap, right? Um, but um, then they get even more difficult. So uh, the other point I wanted to bring up with Budgie is um, they were a little bit in that camp of, uh, of the whole thing. Um, you know, you've heard the story about how when you had multi-parts to your songs, uh, it worked out that you got sort of more publishing money kind of thing. Um, I, I'm not sure the exact ex exact explanation, but, you know, there's a real fun game you can play with all the Black Sabbath albums and look for all of those those subheadings. Uh, there's some really cool ones. But Budgie did this to a notorious extent on the Bandolier album. Um, so you've got Slip Away Slash A Parrot Fashion Ball. You've got who do you want for your love question mark slash never turn your back on a friend. So there's the title of the previous album coming up. And the first song is called Breaking All the House Rules and Learning All the House Rules. So there's only three songs on side one. And it looks like there's about 25 words there. Uh, side two is I Can't See My Feelings slash Rock Climbing. Um, and then you've got I Ain't No Mountain. Um... And then you've got 3A and 3B, Napoleon Bona dash part one and Napoleon Bona dash part two. So, you know, I actually did uh, buy this at Magic Mushroom Records as a risk in 1975 because the album cover is awesome. It's got the budgies riding the horses, kind of like Planet of the Apes. But it didn't look particularly heavy. I mean, it was three guys. And uh, so, yeah, but but those song titles almost made me put this back and go back to trail with my parents without this Budgie album. And I wouldn't have known about Budgie probably for another year or two because uh, those are some crap titles. Um, but you get over to the, the next album. You've got Anne Again, Anne, N-E-G-G-E-N. -E -E you've got If I Were Britannia, I'd Wave the Rules, Your Opening Doors, Quackters and Bureaucats. Sky High Percentage, that's a cool title. Heaven Knows Our Name and Black Velvet Stallion. So that's kind of a mess. And then they start, you know, 
tightening it up a little bit on uh, on Impeccable. But they're all kind of crappy titles. Melt the Ice Away, Love for You and Me, All at Sea, Dish It Up, Pyramids, Smile Boy Smile, I'm a Faker Too, Don't Go Away, Don't Dilute the Water. Pretty heavy album, not a single heavy song title. And then, of course, Burke, their, their final album famously is called You're All Living in Cuckoo Land, and it has a song on it called... I'm not kidding you here. The 10th song, last song Budgie ever made, is called I'm Compressing the Comb on a Cockerel's Head. So there you go. Um, that is our, those are our five selections for five different reasons of, uh, what did I call this again? Bad song title bands. Um, so, some quick honorable mentions. Um, yes, uh, they have some really pretentious long titles and, and with multi-parts to them. Uh, Slade, I was actually going to include Slade for their infamous, you know, stupid spellings of songs. But uh, surprise, surprise, I went and looked up the entire Slade catalog. It looks like, I didn't look up every single album, but it looks like they only did this on one album. I think it's the Slatest album, but they've got, yeah, How Do You Ride, The Whole World's Going Crazy, Look at Last Night, spelled N-I-T-E, um, I Won't Let It Happen, um, Move Over, Goodbye, Goodbye, Goodbye to Jane, right, which, uh, LA, it's LA Guns, right, covered that. Um, so they did that a little bit, you know, the Mama We're All Crazy Now thing, but they actually didn't do it very much, but frankly, they didn't have other really good song titles either. And, you know, I've, I pulled out my, uh, my Sweet albums as well, uh, just to mention that uh, just just in this entire glam sort of thing, um, there was some silliness with the song titles, uh, the, the sort of like uh, child's talk titles. So you had Coco, Chop Chop, um, Funny Funny. So, they, so Chin and Chapman like to do the repeat the two words thing a lot. Um, what else did we have here? Um, Little Willie, Blockbuster, Hellraiser. Okay, so those ones are good. Wigwam Bam's kind of dumb. Um, but yeah, so so that happened with Sweet. I'm sure there's some uh, some Susie Quattro ones like that as well. But yeah, so that was a little bit of a trend with Chin Chapman. Uh, they did that kind of thing. Um, and yeah, M Mick Phelan. Thanks, Mick. Uh, you did some research work. I uh, gave me some uh, some other categories, which I'm kind of frankly out of time to go over right now. But but one I wanted to mention because I did pull out the uh, the albums as well. Is the whole uh, the whole grunge thing with the with the you know short basically one word song titles so you've got you know pearl jam with the likes of uh, animal daughter go rats leash indifference uh so that's all off of the verses album love that album that's my favorite pearl jam album and on 10 you had the likes of uh boy once even flow alive why go black jeremy oceans porch garden deep release wow is that really wow that's the album so so the album literally has Two songs with two words in them, and every single other one is a is a one-word title. So, you know, that's kind of the grunge thing of being so anti-commercial. They're saying, uh, they're kind of saying, well, why do we have to name these songs? Just go listen to them. It doesn't matter what they're called, kind of thing. So it's like I'm I'm sure I'm sure somebody might point out on the Facebook, there's there might even be an album out there with all untitled or non-titled songs for all I know, or or just called one, two, three, four, you know, all the way to the end. Uh, I don't know. Um, but yeah, classical was kind of like that too. They had they did horrible horrible titling of songs right um with the whole op op to this symphony one blah 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 um yeah i mean they, they practically gave their songs serial numbers um 
but yeah, so so there's some uh, there's some honorable mentions for you. Um, if you like this episode and want to support future episodes, please go to Kofi Rhymes with No Fee dot com uh, slash Martin Popoff. Hit that red support button. Buy me a coffee or a pint. Uh, this week, I would like to thank Andy at Black Sugar Transmission, David Fisher, Jeff Norfleet, Augustine Garcia de Predis, Steve Polari, David Ria, and Brian Sager. Thank you very much. Um, you can go to martinpopoff.com for all your book needs. Um, had some bad news uh, the last little while. The Pink Floyd book is uh, out of stock, out of print. They sold out the entire print run even before the release date, so there are no more of that book for another two and a half months. I get them in May again. But I do have the David Bowie, which is an amazing, beautiful, lush, uh, put-together book. And uh, basically, out of the 115 books, there's probably at my website, I would say 80 of them are in print or 70, something like that. Um, So yeah, check it out. Just scroll down. They get older as you scroll down kind of thing, martinpopoff.com. PayPal buttons for everything there. I sign them, send them out. Um, hope you dug this episode. Uh, you know what? I'm going to leave you with some homework. Go play those status quo songs, man. Go play Little Lady, Down Down. Go play Go play Backwater and listen to that guitar solo. And when they come out of that guitar solo and go into that verse again, I swear it speeds up just a little. It's one of the most energetic, powerful things you will ever hear. Uh, and it's kind of similar to what, what this little piece of music we played here, this little lady one. Uh, but yeah, uh, awesome stuff. Uh, talk to you later. Find all of our shows, notes, social, and links at www.pantheonpodcast.com or wherever you listen to great podcasts. All songs can be found for purchase on iTunes, Spotify, or Google Play. Please purchase these great and important tracks. Find us on Facebook at the RNRAP. We are on Instagram at RNR Archaeology. Tweet us at R&R Archaeology. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more fantasy points.